Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. And good morning and welcome to it. Tracy Morgan, of course, in with you. This is our half hour that we welcome in fantastic professionals in our area to talk about issues that are important to you and businesses that are important to you. Today is our day with Community Care Connections, and we're going to talk about their programs and their services and and explain who they are. I know they've been in the area for some time, but uh, we want to just dive into exactly who Community Care Connections is. Brenda Cole is with us, and we'll welcome her into the program in just a moment, the Executive Director. Before we get there, though, let me explain all the different ways that you can listen, because we love you that you're listening on the radio. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You have the AM side, you have the FM side now that you can choose from. You also have different options that you can listen digitally. One being the app on ISR that you could download to your device or devices. You have your Alexa-powered device that you could just say, Alexa, play WISR 680. That should be enough. That'll bring us up there. And you can listen to us as we broadcast for the next 30 minutes. You also have the option of streaming with us online. So you would go to our website, which is WISR680.com. You're going to pick that button that says listen live, very self-explanatory. And you can go ahead and listen to us as we are broadcasting. But if you do have to leave us, what I want you to do is go to our podcast page and you can still hear this in its entirety. So what you do, go onto our website. In the menu bar, you pick programs, let's talk, and then look for Community Care Connections. And for today, it should pop up there first on the list. All right, Brenda Cole is with us, the Executive Director of Community Care Connections. Brenda, it is nice to see you. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so now let's first establish who you are. I know you've been in our backyard for some time, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting with all the C's. We were talking about this off the air. We see CC, and then we mix you up with CCR. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So explain the difference between who CCR is and who CCC is. Community Care Connections, and we've been in the community for about 50 years now, Butler Community, um, is a service provider organization. We provide services to people with disabilities. The Center for Community Resources is a service coordination organization. So they help people who are in need of services find service providers. So CCR, would help people locate CCC. So they would be, I don't want to say they're the first step, folks can come directly to you. They can, yeah. but we would then refer them back to CCR. Oh, okay, so, so it's re- important to go to CCR first. Exactly. And then they would get you to CCC. Exactly. Okay, fantastic, mm-hmm. I'm glad mm-hmm. you mentioned that because mm-hmm. I was gonna send people directly to you and that would have been a circle that you probably have to continue. Community Care Connections, that's who Brenda is with. So yeah, dive into a little bit more. I know we're gonna get into services, but explain again your business. You help those with disabilities. What's your goal and what's your mission? We do. So initially, uh, Community Care Connections was United Cerebral Palsy. Uh, of this area, and we disassociated with that group some time ago, but the whole um, motivation initially was to help parents who had kids with disabilities find things for their young children and their adult children to do during the day. And over time, that has uh, become much broader because the state became involved with something that are called waivers waivers of service so people who didn't want to go to a state institution for instance to receive their services but wanted to waive that right and have services in the community would go to local service providers and we are one of those and so a person who has a disability who would come to our organization may have a physical disability an intellectual disability and or autism and that's how they would 
connect with us. Are these individuals individuals who need assistance? Would they have someone with them? Or are they at a level where where they are uh, they're functioning and and they're with you for the day for for the explain that to me how they come well that to you. would depend on what it, their needs are okay so right. um, some folks who come to us have a need for a great amount of support and they could not live independently or um, go to activities independently or any of those things. And we do have special like residential programs or if they're living at home, we have full service day programs. But because the way that folks support people with disabilities has changed so dramatically, many people who, have, who are disabled still live at home or live independently in the community. And so we are one of those organizations who will go to those their homes and help people become involved in their community or get to work or connect with their loved ones so that they can be as independent and have a life as much like your life and my life as possible. How long are you with an individual? Not meaning per day, but Mm -hmm. are are you with them for a week, a month? Is this a five-year long plan? How does that, how is that determined? Well, I, and there really is no cut and dry type of approach. So if you're a person who would like to live in one of our residential homes, of course, we're with you 24-7, 365 days out of the year. You may decide to come to one of our day programs that meets Monday through Friday, and so you're with us most of that time. Or you may be a person who wants just support in the community, and so maybe you only see us two or three times a week for a few hours each one of those days. Or maybe you're a person who lives so independently that the only support you need is someone to come in and check on your housekeeping skills or run a couple of errands for you one time a week. Or maybe you just need some support at work. So it, it really depends on your lov- the level of need of the individual. Everything is tailored to that person. There is no one size fits all. Do you find that there are individuals within our community that may be hearing this for the first time, that, that they say, wow, I didn't even know you were here. Yes, 100%. And I'm so glad that you asked that because when I say I work for a disability supports organization, um, the picture that comes to people's minds, I think, are uh, pictures of people who are severely disabled, um, maybe unable to take care of themselves, you know, to go to bed or to get dressed or any of those sorts of things. And I don't think people understand that a disability can be a range of ability. Um, We used to paint that picture very broadly. You're disabled, you go here, you need this. And that has changed dramatically, especially in the last five to 10 years. Uh, We are really trying to back away from saying, you have a disability, therefore this should happen and this should happen and this should happen. And instead working with that that person and saying, what is it that you want in your life and how can we help support you to get to that point? So again, speak to the individual, maybe mom or dad or a loved one um, who is thinking about this now that they're hearing about it, but they're thinking maybe that's not for me because maybe my loved one is at a, uh, a functioning level where they, they don't need the services. So explain to them why they may need the services. Why is this a positive for them? I think it's a, a very big positive for them, especially for parents who have uh, children who are still in the school system. So if you have a child who's disabled and they're in the school system, all their needs are taken care of through the school. Um, and that child can stay in the school system until they're 18 or all the way up until the age of 21. But then they have what's experienced, uh, what they call a drop from the service cliff. So they sort of drop off the cliff and into an abyss because perhaps the parents didn't know that there is a transition that happens between the end of the school years and into adult services. And so even if your child has a mild disability, you may want to connect with some service providers or start getting an idea of what the service provider 
vision is like out there because your son or daughter may need those services down the road. Um, what I think is exciting for me is that these days you can have a disability and still plan to go to college. That didn't always used to be the case, but that is the case now. And in those situations, a parent may not know that they could get some support for their child to go to college. Um, it could be a person who you know works with them to make sure they get to class or all of these other various sorts of things. So there are a whole array of opportunities that are out there that uh, we have a hard time helping people to understand that they're available. And also do you find that, again, loved ones of those who um, need some assistance find that they keep doing this all by themselves where it seems like CCC would be such a great, helpful hand. They do. And what's unfortunate, Tracy, is sometimes what will happen is that a parent will get to a point where they're no longer able to take care of their adult son or daughter who is disabled and will get a panicked phone call. And so maybe that parent has been taking care of their child and their child is now in their 40s or even in their 50s and the parent can no longer do it. And then all of a sudden, we have to make all sorts of decisions about how to help that parent find a place for that adult child to maybe live or to receive services, or maybe there would have been an opportunity for that adult child to have worked in the community or connected to other people in the community that perhaps the parent wasn't aware of. And this is my, my next question is, is not indicative of the parents and their care. Parents love their kids, uh -huh. and it is a day-to-day -day, um, challenge because it can be exhausting and emotional but yet they love their child and they're gonna keep doing it, you know, right. and, and that's great. And, and I love it, I love it, I love it. But it is exhausting, is it not? I mean, speak to mm -hmm. that if you don't mind, because I would also think that if you go with community care connections and you have that helping hand, it feels like you're not so isolated and like doing this all by yourself. And that's a really good point. Uh, because I do think that sometimes uh, parents who are parenting adult children with disabilities do become quite isolated and I, the pandemic has not helped that it has made it much much worse and so yes getting involved with the service system and getting involved with the folks who can help create a, a, a really exciting life for your child can sort of break down those barriers of isolation because I think in anything in life if you're not isolated and you have like parents you can enjoy those fun moments you can also vent a little bit on those days you need to mm -hmm. and and it, it, there's a community right aspect to that and and i think that's another benefit for ccc 50 years here mm -hmm. in butler can mm -hmm. you believe it this year this year's your yes. anniversary we didn't actually realize it so i've actually only been the executive director for a little more than two years and the former executive director had been that executive director for over 40 years oh wow <laughs> oh my gosh so we were uh preparing actually for our big fundraiser this summer and we realized oh my goodness this is our 50th anniversary year and so now we're gearing up to what do we do how do we celebrate <laughs> we need to make a big deal out of the fact that we've been in the community for 50 years and it'll be a good year to do it i think so you know i think it just it has that feeling that mm -hmm. we're moving forward and mm -hmm. and that'll be great fingers yeah fingers crossed <laughs> i know i know i know well and, and how are you all doing at this point are, are you uh, services are, are going as planned yes and no okay um, all right we had to pivot like everyone else did a couple of years ago at the start of the pandemic. And I have to say that the state of Pennsylvania has been fantastic in the way it has supported uh, service providers like us in helping us to be able to provide services remotely using technology or even a phone call. Uh, that has been very helpful for us. 
But so there was a period of time where some of our services were cut, were shut down. We had a day program which needed to be shut down, but we also learned that we could pivot and provide some of those services via Zoom or via FaceTime or via a phone call. And so we were very concerned of losing touch with folks and we didn't want those people to live, feel isolated and cut off. So we made those changes. Now, as time has gone on and COVID has kicked up and slowed down and kicked up and slowed down, we've been able to do more what we call face-to-face, -face. I'm with you, you're with me, and a mix of remote and face-to-face. Uh, just last week, we reopened our day program, which is called the Golden Opportunity Center, all the way. Um, knock on wood that we'll be able to keep it open. We, we, I just never know about that. Um, so most of our services at this point are back to the way they had been pre-pandemic, with the addition of we have all learned, I think all of us have learned during the pandemic, that we don't have to do things exactly the way we did it before. And so now we're better. We can offer a service face-to-face, -face, or if you're not well, or if I'm feeling a little under the weather, we can go remote, and it, it works out really well. Absolutely. Talk about your staff, if you don't mind. You have, what, about 100 people? About 100 with? people. I think I have the best staff in the world. I feel almost blessed with the staff that I have, and I'm, I hope I don't tear up because um, my staff, um, we really work to, to find people who can think outside of the box. Um, my whole focus, my whole adult career has been in the disabilities field. And my whole focus has been to help people achieve a greater sense of independence and normalcy. Um, it's a little different than the whole, we need to take care of people. I have all been always about how do we help that person take care of themselves. And so as I moved into the executive director role, I really looked for people who had that same model. And I've really empowered those people to say, if that's how you feel, what can we do differently? What can we do to make this person's life better? Not how can we take care of this person, but how can we empower this person to connect to the community? And um, as a result, people come to us and they wanna work for us. And that's really exciting. We're always looking for new staff. I was going to ask her, do you have openings? Because that's been a big <laughs> topic do. here on this show we is job, job, job openings. Jobs. And we're actually advertising on air with you right now, which has been really great. Um, we do have opens, but we don't have that many. Um, I think that we're, we are very lucky. Um, we have recently increased all of our starting wages. You have to, to be competitive in this market. And that's working for us. So we have openings, but they're somewhat limited. Um, there is no training necessarily that you have to have before you apply. What you have to be is a person with an awesome personality, the ability to think outside of the box, and um, the ability to, to give it your all. Although that doesn't mean, when I say that, it feels like, oh, I need to be one of those go-getters, bubbly sort of persons, and that's not true, because sometimes it's the quiet personality that is the best person to connect with somebody. Yeah. You got to have a, an array of personalities exactly. in order to exactly. connect with an array of us, right? Yes. <laughs> that we all have yes. different personalities too. And you have a $2,500 sign-on bonus we as do. well. So that's a, a great benefit. I know. I wish I could get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. So yeah, so you're looking for staff. Mm -hmm. um, what's the best way to contact you to find out what you have open? The best way to contact us is to go to our website, which is communitycareconnect.com. O -R -G. And then once you get there, there's a little 
bar at the top that says join us. You click on that and it will list our openings and you can apply online. Again, we have Brenda Cole with us. She is the Executive Director of Community Care Connections. Now this is CCC, all right? So what you would do is go to CCR first and then they're going to get you connected with ccc but we wanted to make sure that brenda was here to tell you about their services because as we just mentioned a moment ago so many of us in the community just kind of live our lives and then don't look beyond our backyards to see what's in our backyard for help and this is a great help for a lot of individuals community care connection ccc so this is who you'd be uh, connecting with now i want to ask you about some of your programs but before we get there brenda talk about your fundraiser because as we talk about this coming year and what you're planning. Are you having your annual fundraiser once again? We are. And some folks may know Community Care Connections for the chef tasting dinner that we had for a number of years. But we didn't have that during the pandemic for obvious reasons. And then last year when we decided to have a fundraiser, we thought we would like to try something different. Uh, We really wanted to do something that was an event to raise funds, but also accessible to everyone. So regardless of your ability, you're welcome to come to our fundraiser. So we developed last year what is called the Ruckus for All, Include, Empower, Connect. And we host it down the 11th Frame Bar and Grill, which is a great business in this community. And uh, we open it up the facility. We had food trucks, we had games, we had a dunk tank, we had auction baskets. I can't think of the other things that we, we did a little cornhole tournament, all sorts of really fun things. We had some music and it was a great way for our supporters and the folks that we support to come together to enjoy a good afternoon and also raise a little money for our organization. Is that the fundraiser you have or is that the biggest or do you have multiple? How, how do you run fundraisers? That is our only fundraiser. Okay. Um, right. We try not to rely only on fundraisers because fundraisers take a lot of time to put on and um, they don't always have a great return. So we combine fundraisers with grant writing and, and also some individual appeals for donations. Gotcha. Now, Brenda, we only have about 10 minutes left with you. And and I do want you to mention your programs that you have. You have eight specific programs. So I'll let you have the floor with this. But again, we only have about 10 minutes. And I know as we talk to you through the next many weeks and coming months, that we'll be able to dive into some of these programs even more. But talk about the programs that you have with sure. CCC. I'll start with our infant toddler therapy services because that's an interesting one. And it's actually where I started when I was at um, Community Care Connections a few years ago. Uh, it is a program that's called early intervention. It's for children ages birth to three who have a developmental delay. And that means they can only only need to be delayed like 25% in order to receive services. And that would be a service from an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, a speech and language therapist, a special instructor, which is what I was, a nutritionist. And there could be one more that I'm not thinking, sure, of, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. thinking of right now. And those therapists come to your home. So it's a really interesting uh, program that helps, especially for a young child, maybe overcome a delay at that age so that they don't need services down the road. Infant, toddler, up to what age? Three. 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 36 months. So once you're 36 months, then you transition into like a preschool program if you still need services. And we don't have a preschool program. Okay. Um, And then we have our community supports program, and that's for adults. And our community supports program is for employment support, uh, one-to-one support in the community, or a day program. We also have a community homes program. We have nine residential homes in the Butler area. We're looking to purchase one more home, but goodness, in this environment, that's been a challenge. (laughs) Now, let me ask you, where are are the homes, the nine that you have? Um, We have four in Center Township. 
one located within Butler, one out in the Meridian area. They're, they're located all around mm-hmm. within 15 to 20 minutes from our office building. Is it set up like in an apartment where everyone has their own room and then there's community areas? Talk it's a about residential their- home. So mm-hmm. people who are lis- listening may have a residential home on their street that they may not even be aware exists. And so ours are for three individuals. They each have their own bedroom. And they, you know, cook their own meals and with support from staff, they get help doing their laundry and they go to work or go to a day program. And so it's all within a community. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you have to qualify for that? Is there? You do. Okay. All, all of the services I'm talking about, you'll have to have a waiver service and that's where you would head to CCR first. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. So we got the infant toddler therapy services. You got community support programs, mm-hmm. the community home program. So go mm-hmm. ahead. We also have an attendant care service coordination program, and I, I know I said CCR is where you go for service coordination, but this is a small program for folks who um, just have two particular little waivers that I won't run into the details of, but uh, so that is there, but you would still need to visit CCR first for that. Okay. Um, also, a homemaker chore program. What is that? That is um, actually county funded, Butler County funded. That's for people who live independently in the community, but they need a little help with uh, running a few chores or maintaining their household so and and could you describe what it means to you when you say they may need help does that mean somebody is it mobility issues it could are they sight issues it could okay it it could be that sort of a disability um it could be a person who just needs some a little additional training on hey you know when this happens this is what you do or don't forget take out the garbage that okay Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, you know, let me run to the grocery store and pick this up for you. So they're just, you know, small little tasks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but huge. Huge to somebody who's living on their own. And helps. And the whole idea is to help them to remain independent in Absolutely. Their home. So, again, that's the Homemaker Tour Program. Mm-hmm. And you have a couple of other programs. Behavior Supports Program, and that includes supporting adults on the autism waiver. And Behavior Supports is exactly what it is. And that's with specialized uh, therapists who are trained in, in creating behavior programs. So let me ask you a couple of questions about this. I know everything that you do is important, but again, I think we visualize something in particular when we hear disabilities. Right. When we hear autism, I don't know how many people directly go towards, maybe I could go to CCC and get help with this. So can you explain this one just a little mm-hmm. bit, if you don't mind? Like what, what, I say what care, but what assistance is there? Well, autism is classified as a disability, but autism is a wide range of disabilities Mm -hmm. slash abilities. And so for people who would have um, managed to be able to obtain the autism, adult autism waiver, those folks are going to need a little bit more support than a person who is mildly affected by their autism. Mm -hmm. So for them, the the support might be... um, I'm trying to think about. Let me ask this. You just said it was adults yeah. who have autism. So we're not talking about like young kids or like five or six years old, because my question was going to run down this path of are you helping parents with their kids or are you helping the kids themselves? It could be the same question it even is. as an adult. And so in our infant toddler therapy services program, uh, children with autism are being identified as young as nine months old. And so you could be identified as a child with autism and be getting support in that program. We also have a Camp Apple program, which is not waiver-based and no one needs to call CCR, they just call us. And our Camp Apple, our Teen Camp Apple programs are a summer program, basically recreational friendship development program that mixes kids with abilities and kids with 
kids with disabilities and kids without disabilities. Okay. And a number of the children that we have who attend that program have autism. And it's great because often social skills is the one area that a child with a disability, especially autism, is working on. And Camp Apple is a great place to work on that. Social skills, do, would they prefer a quieter spot by themselves? Is that what they have they to learn may, to get? They may, um, or they may not. It, okay. It's a not, again, there's no cookie cutter type of a person with autism. Every single person who is autistic is different from the person beside themselves. But often what we see is a difference in an understanding of what a direction means. So, okay, everybody, you know, come over here, follow me. And the follow me for a kid with, for a child without a disability might say, okay, I'm along, I'm coming along. Going with the group, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, follow me for a child with autism may mean follow you to do what? how mm. you know and so it just may need a little bit more explanation gotcha. okay mm -hmm. so again uh, brenda with ccc community care connections talking about the programs at this point uh infants and and uh, adults alike but the one that we didn't really dive into was adult services program so explain what that is and how is that different adult services program like our homemaker tour program are county fu county funded and so these are for folks who may not qualify for those waivers that i keep talking about they are people who have a disability who may fall just a little bit in between the cracks. So the county provides the funds that we use to help have a, a two-day-a-week um, activity program. Fantastic. So again, just as a reminder, we need to go to CCR first, Center for Community Resources first. And then when you talk to the folks there, the great office at CCR, they're going to get you to be able to to partner up if you will with community care connections but it is important to cover this information because if you listen to us today and you call ccr and you say i heard them on the radio today <laughs> just describe what we're talking about they'll get you in the right spot i understand if you don't remember ccc is very easy to remember so if you right. can even remember ccc uh, and it's not a problem to call ccc because we can direct you to ccr right we do it all the time <laughs> yeah you do it all the time you do it all the time so you know brenda i know we only have a couple minutes left with you but what, what are your final thoughts? What do you want to leave with us today before we do depart here? Uh, I think what I would like to leave everybody with is just the idea that the way people who are disabled or people with a disability, and I use both terms because these days uh, a person with a disability gets to decide, do I want to be called disabled or am I a person with a disability? So it's up to them to make that decision. But the supports that are provided are different than they were 5, 10, 15, very different than 50 years ago. It's changing dramatically, and it's changing right now, and I think Pennsylvania is really on the cutting edge of that change, and I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to be a part of it, and I want everyone to know that at Community Care Connections, we want to be cutting edge, and we want to empower and connect folks to the community, not simply take care of people. We want to help people to care for themselves. Brenda Cole, Executive Director of CCC Community Care Connections. And Brenda, it's just so nice to meet you. So nice to have you yeah, in. Yeah, thank you. And right in our backyard too. So yeah. what, Skyline Drive in yes. Butler. So you're right on Skyline. And uh, so folks can reach out to either you or CCR and get connected that way. I know we'll talk again real soon and uh, we'll dive deeper into some of your programs. But for now, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Brenda. And folks, thank you very much for joining us for this segment. We are out of time for this particular segment. But if you joined us late into our discussion, what you can do is get this program on our website. So you go WISR680.com. Pick programs, let's talk, and then look for CCC, and you can find our discussion there. Thanks so much. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.
The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.